flick. When this show started, it was about uniting all the legends of podcasting together to talk about a show that most felt wasn't going to have its own voice, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Everyone said it would last one season. Well, they were wrong. And now as we gear season three down and prepare for season four, we're just getting started. Bell, Kyle, and Will. Bell, Kyle, and Will are legends in their own right. They've got this. We're not serious. We're not intense. We're certainly not professional. But what we are is... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm Will. And this is Legends TV Talk. Gentlemen, how are you doing this lovely evening? That one actually that one actually came out pretty good. We got it timed down pretty pretty well. We came yeah, this is good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm sure you know we can fix that in post or in pre. Yeah. Or well, we're gonna send it to the dude and let him fix it in post. So yep. Screw <laughs> <laughs> it all up and it's on him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean that's that's kind of a that's that's a nice thing, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to not be responsible for a terrible audio. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I'm sure it won't be way, terrible I, anymore. Yeah. I should make yeah. a mea culpa here because, you know, it took us a couple extra days to get it out because last week's audio was just, it was jacked up. I had to re-record the intro and stuff. So I'm sorry that, you know, if you're just getting yesterday's episode, last week's episode yesterday, uh, you'll hopefully get this sooner than that. We're not sure. We'll see how things go. But yeah, that's uh, you know. why that oh. happens. And we're super yeah, excited it, because this is going to be our first episode where we have, uh, you know, a, a professional uh, <laughs> audio audio hashtag person coming yeah hashtag professional right uh yep. yeah so they're gonna edit our our show for us and it should it should sound good so that way you know uh will can stop ruining uh our listenership oh wow. <laughs> wow. hey yo <laughs> get el sucko a never mind yeah. right. uh anyway uh wow. how are you gentlemen doing this evening doing great it's 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 nice here it's it's low it's actually let me take a look it's 41 degrees it's it's good here it's nice well here that's awesome your watch yeah. has, a, has a oh yeah that's right you got the new apple watch that's right yeah yep yeah yeah we all have apple watches except you see i this is how i tell the temperature I, i'm like okay yeah it's yeah visual joke on a <laughs> visual joke on a uh that's the know. whole point this is this, this 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 is for our facebook feed this is this is for you know the true uh, okay this is for them OG listeners. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we did an LOL. We do have a guy in the chat room. Mark's in the chat room. The guy who originally told us our audio sucked. So Hey, what's up, Mark? Yeah. Hi, Mark. <laughs> to the show. Hopefully this time, you know, this one will be a little bit better. Um, right. Well, cool. Well, uh, you know, that's that's enough uh, rambling here and there about the weather. Uh, you know, well, wait, well, you know, first of all, I'm glad you're okay, by the way. I mean, yeah. we've all, you know, not, to, oh, not yeah. to derail the show, but, you know, you live in Austin. So, you I know, do. our thoughts and. Oh God! Did I? I was just about to say thoughts and prayers. See, you don't. Democrats that... ruin thoughts and prayers. Now I can't say them anymore without sounding like a Republican jerk. <laughs> I think thoughts and prayers ruin thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just glad you're okay. But if you get a package from FedEx, I didn't send it to you. So, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I tell you what, it's it's been kind of surreal because, uh, you know. Every time I open my front door, I look at the doorstep and see if there's a package there, which is kind of like it, it, it's sort of weird how that sort of, you know, thing kind of creeps into your psyche. And even mm -hmm. still, I'm doing it because they don't know how many extra packages were out there. So 
uh, yeah, it's 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 been a crazy situation. In fact, uh, my my girlfriend she does a dispatch for uh, the Texas Oil and uh, Gas Company, and she had Holy a tech cow. who yeah yeah she she had a tech who was out at the Goodwill, uh, or near that Goodwill, where the last yeah. bomb went off, and he was so close he could hear it. Uh, so yeah, it's you know it's 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 not the biggest city in the world, and like you know the way you know I, I live a little bit further north than the first couple bombings, and they were kind of progressing north, so. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy, but you know, hopefully it's it's over now, and uh, there were no accomplices or anything else like that, and uh, everything can go back to, you know, the new normal. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, appreciate the concern, but but hopefully everything's gonna go back to normal here, and uh, it should be should be interesting. We'll see what happens here the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was historical. It was. It was. It was. The whole historical uh, event. I'm, I'm sure we're going to be reading about this in the future in, in, in uh, you know, in history books. And uh, speaking of which, I think it's time for a history lesson. And now, gentle listener, it is time for a history lesson on Legends TV Talk. All right, we got season three, episode 15, Necromancing the Stone. Uh, this one was directed by April Mullen, and the story was by Grian Godfrey and Morgan Faust. And before we go to the summary, Kyle, I just want to say, does anybody else, when they see Grian Godfrey's name, think of Granny Goodness? Granny. Is it just me? No, no, no. It's, Actually, it's, I, it's go Granny ahead. Goodness or, or, um, or, or, other, or yeah, and or, Faust. Or who? Uh, uh, Glorious Godfrey. He was uh he's another one of the new gods. He came down uh, during the Legends crossover and the uh, just after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, he was like the bad guy. So he was Glorious Godfrey, but he was called G Gordon Godfrey. Which, Gordon by the Godfrey. way, I mean, Tim Curry young, voiced him on uh, young, young Justice. Justice. Yes, that's where I was going to go there. So like and, that's a little Easter egg. I thought they they were using him for that bit. And then okay, uh, interesting. And then Doctor, and then Morgan Faust. I keep on thinking of uh, Felix. Felix Faust, who Constantine has dealt with on his own show. Huh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just, I had to say Also, I'm going to throw in one more because uh, uh, Romancing the Stones is one of my favorite uh, Kirk Douglas. Captain, uh, uh, what's, oh, what's Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Kathleen Turner, Michael Douglas movies. Because they did what, like fifteen of them in the eighties? That was definitely they did one like of three of them. There was it was Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, and then The War of the Roses. That's right. I and only the first two were about. What's that? Right? I what, what, no the, what you guys are talking about? You haven't seen Romancing the Stone? Come no. on. No, really? No. Is it's it a, a love great movie? Film. Is it a romance movie? Nah. Kinda. It's adventure. It's, it was. It was post Indiana Jones. It was a post Indiana yeah. Jones adventure flick. You know, it was yeah, universal. It, imagine Indiana movie. Jones, but like also romantic comedy. Right. So Temple and of Danny Doom. DeVito. It's <laughs> a <laughs> Temple of Doom. Yes. 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 <laughs> temp, yeah. Temple of Doom. Imagine Temple of Doom, but <laughs> without Harrison Ford. Oh, uh, right. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, too much time on that. Let's, uh, Kyle, why don't you, why don't you tell us? Sarah is enticed to open the box and wear the death totem. Her body, once again, falling under the control of Mollus. 
while her mind is trapped in his realm with a vision of Nora. Gosh, these are terrible. The team tries to <laughs> fight her off, but her new metaf- her new mystical abilities prove difficult to contain. Upon learning of Sarah's situation, Ava and Gary track down John Constantine to try and help. Learning that Sarah is using the death totem, John attempts to enter Mollus's realm, but Mollus blocks him. John tries to once again save the girl Astro from Mollus's plane, but Sarah prevents him. Amaya convinces Mick to wield the fire totem, which is enough to stun Sarah, allowing Constantine to release her from Mollus's control. Fearing that she might hurt Ava, Sarah breaks up with her in order to protect her. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop the, 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 the repeat uh-huh. thing right there. What? Wait, hold on. Sarah didn't prevent John from saving Astra from hell. John was using that to trick yeah. the malice-possessed Sarah into coming closer to him, right? Right. Okay. John tries, that... tries to once again save the girl Astra, but Sarah prevents him. Eh, yeah. No, yeah, he Sarah does not prevent him whatsoever. John, yeah, he, John tricks her. John knew that that you can't you can't get out of hell, and Malice couldn't right. get her out of hell. Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, that that was that was yeah, that, just correction yeah. there on the summary. We we don't write these summaries; we get them from the internet, and uh, perhaps so, I should so have shame on the okay, internet for those of us shame. for those of us not shame. for those of us not into the John Constantine realm, which is pretty much. All of America except you four people. Um, Astra is, I'm assuming, from Constantine. Yes. yes. Episode one, she, uh, they talk about Astra. Um, he, John, tries to uh, vanish a demon to hell, who's in the body of a little girl, but is unable okay. to. And then um, the little girl goes to hell because John can't save oh. her. Yeah. Wow. And so he's he's haunted by that. That's why he's like, mm-hmm. you know, a tormented person. No, that's yes. stuff. Because again, um, you know, Constantine, which, you know, to start things off, I mean, I'm kind of okay with that. I understand it. It's a nod. And, and to be honest, it's probably part of this is I'm not used to being on the outside. I'm like, I, what I bring to this table is the deep. I'm on the, the outside. <laughs> I'm looking in. <laughs> But I can right. see through you, <laughs> see through the okay, I'm done. <laughs> but I just inside I, your it, it ugly. <laughs> it would have benefited, I think, to, to be like, I remember in my you know, or they could have cut to it or something. Maybe they can't use the NBC footage, I don't know. Well, yeah, but I mean, there was a part of me that was like, I assume this is from the show, but you know, it would have been nice if there was some sort of uh you know exposition on that to kind of get us up to speed but ava eh. did five seconds of exposition like when 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 her and gary were going to constantine's yep. apartment she was okay. like oh john constantine like she's reading his file or something huh there's like some blah 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 she spends like five seconds talking about it, it was really oh, okay yeah super easy to miss so i but i feel you though because if you don't know constantine you don't know like what he was going through like seeing that scene where it's like who's this girl what the hell's going on like i don't i don't get it well, so, okay, the girl from the beginning of that had nothing to do with John, but talking about uh, um, Astra, that one has to deal with it, blah, blah, blah. I think I just cut you off at the wrong time. Anywho. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so what are your guys' overall thoughts uh, on this episode? Kyle, take, no, us, I, take us off. 
I enjoyed this episode. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take anything Constantine is in because he always, he always makes the episode that much greater. And the fact that he, I know Will, Will appreciates this that he's a uh, that he was playing Dungeons and Dragons there at the end. It, um, it was definitely, it was definitely fun to see him, uh, play that or try to, um, <laughs> but Sarah's an idiot. Um, Mick, Mick's got the fire again. And what is Amaya doing on this ship anymore? <laughs> I'm it's until, I, I mean, yes, you can't, you can have, you cannot have powers and be on the ship. Uh, Sarah does that all the time, Sarah and Ray, but it's like, okay, I, I know the reason why you're here, but why are you here? <laughs> right. Well, well what, what I about think you? for what me, think? I, you know, I liked it. I, I'm going to go out there. First of all, I like any episode that moves the story along. I like any episode that, you know, is not filler. And this definitely did not feel like filler. Um, things moved. Things went forward. They're, they're, they're obviously setting up for the end game, breaking Ava and, you know, Sarah up, you know, bringing Constantine around a little bit more, you know, getting the totems into the hands of the legends and, and getting them to use them. I get, I get all that. I kind of agree with you, Kyle, in that Amaya almost does not even have a purpose. Without her, without her vixen totem, she is, well, she's Ray without his suit. You know, she's where he was last year or two years ago, whenever it was. Um, but on the other side of that, you know, I mean, I, I also can kind of get that, you know. We're, we're we're building to something, so I'm giving them a little bit of latitude where where Amaya's concerned. I I have a feeling this is going to be her swan song. I have a feeling they're going to put her back in where she belongs in time, and maybe this is how we also get rid of Nate because I can't imagine Matt Ryan came cheap. Uh, we'll go through that in the news later, but you know, for the most part, I really did enjoy this episode. I laughed my freaking tail off at a lot of the stuff, even though I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I want to. I'm I'm more of a Magic the Gathering guy. But even still, I could appreciate the geekiness and all of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because, you know, I, I like how they've been doing themes on, on each of these episodes. And, and or, or not necessarily themes, but like genres with the certain ones. Uh, like, you know, or, right. or, or parodies of, of certain ones. This, this had, you know, a straight up horror kind of feel. Kind of like almost an alien feel when Sarah was like roaming around the ship yes. and stuff. I thought that yeah, was that, that was, was really that neat. was the whole thing with the uh, I'm gonna butcher the name the Nos, the Nos, the Nostromo. Nostromo. the Nostromo. Nostromo. the whole protocol oh. that's what I thought it was um but yeah and then them whole um you know splitting up and everything wait did they call it the Nostromo's protocol yeah yeah the Nostromo protocol Nostromo wow I missed that but yeah so it totally was alien <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah. That's which awesome. is weird because uh earlier this week uh on the alien the official like facebook page they put out two new trailers for alien and aliens and i'm like this is interesting so i, I don't huh. think there's any correlation between those two but it was just it was just very interesting that it just happened to be like that yeah yeah but yeah it, it was a real good uh you know horror story and and it, it felt right on the ship and uh uh yeah it, overall good episode it, the, my, my one complaint though and and they kind of remedied this in the end was uh they were kind of doing the whole trope of like, you know, only pathetic nerds play D&D. &D and uh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's there are some pathetic nerds that play D&D. &D. I, I used to be one of them. 
I'm going to go out on a limb. There are a lot of pathetic nerds who play D&D. <laughs> and I like them, and I'm friends with them, and I love them very much, and I'm a pathetic nerd who plays magic. But let's be a little self-realistic here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know... Yeah, it's 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 this whole you know it's like oh you know the 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 negative stereotypes associated with D and D and the people who play D and D and Gary is a walking stereotype of that, and so I you know I was you know I get it Gary's funny in other in other ways like the D and D thing I felt pushed his stereotype or stereotypical character over the top, mm -hmm. but the fact that they got Constantine this like you know super cool guy to to play D and D at the end sort of redeemed it and and so I, I was okay with it at that point because I thought it was just going to be a laughing laughing stock the whole time and it's actually like you know it's a fun game if you've ever played it or if you've never played it I, it's uh, yeah you get to use your imagination and stuff and and uh, yeah it's it's fun it's fun but imagine this I think it was I think it was supposed to go a little deeper than that I mean Constantine is this cool guy absolutely but imagine okay you're playing Dungeons and Dragons with an actual warlock. Yeah, <laughs> who has seen most of this stuff in real life? Like mm -hmm. it'd be like playing rock band with Joe Satriani. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it just—it's one of those things where they're. I mean, I kind of get the impression he's going to be like, "This isn't how it went at all." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I when can I'm see playing him rock band. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I play the drums. So if you're playing rock band and you're playing the drums, you're like, "No, there's a hit there." What do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's flipping through the monster manual looking at stuff going yeah. like that's not what that looks like <laughs> it's like these people have never even seen a demigorgon come on <laughs> it's like gary's like just is... get out yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah so so yeah overall good episode enjoyed it uh really like the sort of horror sort of throwbacks um and uh yeah so why don't, why don't we dig into the meat of it here let's let's start with amaya because you know Kyle, as you, as you said earlier, she's not really doing much, except for this episode, she kind she, of, you're right, she hasn't really done a lot, and there's not really a lot for her to do, and so since Sarah's out of commission, they kind of gave her this this uh, this leadership role, right, where uh, somebody had to fill the Sarah void and tell people what to do. They've been using Mick recently in the last couple episodes, but uh, I guess since Amaya's just kind of there, they, they gave her this role, and, and you know... She was kind of, you know, doing the, the totem herder, I guess you could say. She's like, all right, we got to go fight a totem with the totem. We'll go you know, do all these things. And then they go and they break the number one rule of any horror movie. Mm -hmm. They split up. And <laughs> right, well, what did you guys think of uh, the way they're telling the story uh, in, when, they, when they go and meet Constantine, uh, the way Gary tells the story of his party versus them, uh, you know, parallel, uh, doing a parallel with the, with the legends on the ship? uh it, it, it was it, i i like that i thought that was pretty neat the little parallels what did you guys think about the whole D, &D sort of analog um uh, between gary's party and the legends i'm gonna give it to you kyle i think kyle's frozen kyle well am i back well there you go now you're back okay sorry um had little technical difficulties <laughs> So, sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're all good. Did you not hear the question? Maybe not. I can hear you. No, did okay, you? Okay, so Whoa. he's gone. Whoa. He's back. He's popping in and popping out. Hold on, I'm going to put him back in. Craziness. It's our arch nemesis, technical difficulties, at it again. Yeah, it was my internet. Oh, okay. Hey, what's happening? It was my internet. I'm still, okay, I'm still recording. Everyone should still be recording. 
Yeah, so he'll be, able to, he'll be able to figure this out. Okay, yeah, sorry. so why doesn't Mel, Bell, why don't you ask the question again about, you know, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. Okay, so so basically, uh, they had a really nice little analog between Gary's D&D group and the Legends and how they kind of told the story of what's happening on the ship through Gary's D&D party. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the parallels were interesting. Uh, but but Kyle, what, what, did you like that? Was that was that an interesting take on it? Or or was I, it sort of like just eye-rolling? <laughs> no, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the parallels between the teams. And I'm like, okay, it, it was nice to see what he would have called what he would have called the legends uh you know wally being a um a monk because you know i don't know stereotypical yeah like okay great yes um and i don't remember the rest (laughs) a bard is that what is that what he's a bard what a bard what a bard is a bard is a uh buffer kind of dude uh they're they're a support character they sing songs and uh, it didn't really make sense too much for me. I thought he would be more of a of a fighter tank kind of thing, uh, because yeah. he's you know made of steel and can absorb a bunch of damage. Um, yeah, and they really yeah. didn't. Did they, no, they said something about Rick, uh, Mick, that that he was like a rogue, and I'm like, ah, rogue, that's yeah. good. He is a rogue, yeah. except not anymore because yay. Yeah, because oh, CW. <laughs> yeah. So, Will, what did you think? Did you enjoy the uh, the little D and D analog there? I, I did. I got it. I got the joke because I also play World of Warcraft. So all that stuff they were talking about, I was like, okay, I'm in. Um, yeah. I did. I did. I thought it was cool. It, it, in some ways, in other ways, I was just kind of like, you know, you're kind of like square. Pe- you know, you're kind of like force feeding this down our throat. Why are we? You know, can we get to the you know action and all that? I mean, I enjoy Gary. I enjoyed the whole sidestepping and and the interaction between Ava, Gary, and Constantine was was brilliant. It just, it was a little bit like, you know, I want to see what's going on. Where the hell is Sarah? You know, let's, let's get this going. So, yeah, but overall I can't complain. And and speaking of which, uh, let's talk about Sarah. You know, this, this episode started with her seeing, you know, apparitions of a little girl uh, that was later explained. uh, We'll we'll get into that in a second. And then, so it it kind of is driving her crazy. Uh, She's getting real bad headaches and stuff until she opens the box. Takes death totem and then bam, what's Malice in the box? Yeah, what's <laughs> in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> it's <Sorry>. death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but thank you. Uh, yeah. So, so actually, you know, the the, the death totem. Uh, she was, you know, according to um, Nora, born to wear this totem. Uh, she she has the deepest connection with death on anybody uh, on the Legends team because she has at one time was dead. And so it, it, and she's killed a lot of people and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, of course, no, no, no. she takes it. And, oh, yes. Was she mostly dead? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't actually dead. She was mostly dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so here's my question, though. Uh, Malice takes over the totem. We know that the totem, or, or Malice, Malice takes over Sarah. We know that the totem uh, enhances your, 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 core being or whatever so was sarah losing control and malice taking over was that part of 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 her like deep inner corruption or was that just straight up malice taking over this totem and uh uh, and and using her body as like a as a vessel what what do you guys think will i i think that that i ask question again (laughs) (laughs) okay i I literally my brain checked out for just a second (laughs) I yeah. I think that 
it was Malice definitely taking over the totem and that it was drawing Sarah near there because of her her experience with her being dead. So it gave her so it gave Malice the opportunity to take full control over it, unlike last time where he had uh little to no control, but it was still in her. Um so I think it it might it might come back into play uh in the next three episodes that we have left. Okay. To where well, that, this was um, his totem, right? This represented yeah. like the people that were on his side. So yeah. that's, that's what they were that's trying true. to say. So, oh. I mean, there's that. Now, this makes me think, again, to, to go back to Blackest Night, which, I mean, we keep coming to allusions to on this, mm-hmm. and, and I understand yeah. that. If you haven't read this, go read the book because it's really great. But um, there's one point in Blackest Night where Necron manages to put black rings on all the DC heroes who have died. And mm-hmm. he was able to control them. And only the ones who have died were, were able to be hit. Well, Flash out ran it, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. My question is, did, didn't Nora die at one point and they brought her back somehow? Like, didn't she get, like, CPR'd or something? Like Nora Dark? Like, I'm, yeah. She Remind me on Arrow. No, no. Nora, as far as I know, Nora Dark did not die. Okay. She, she was there for her mother's death and then her father's death. Okay. Because, I mean, I was like, I wonder if that's something like it can only take over people who have actually died at some point or another, whether or not they were res- no, okay. you know, resurrected or resuscitated. But I, I think he's just he's, he is a lot more mystical than what everyone thinks. But right. he also I think he was also part of that death tribe. Which, Maybe yeah, a level could, nine warlock could be or he could be Necron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know it's they they sort of address the issue when uh you know Sarah uh, uh Sarah you know is, is in Malice's realm and and uh, fighting all the you know bad impulses and whatnot that she has. But yeah, you're right, Will. It is Malice's totem, and so I, I kind of I'm of the opinion that uh, Sarah's dark nature uh, allowed Malice to take control of her body, allowed him to uh, to you know possess her and stuff like that uh, through the death totem. Uh, mm-hmm. Since they're kind of aligned, uh, but as as we saw with the end of, of her story arc this episode, uh, she rejected that. So Nora, not Nora, yeah, Nora and and uh, an apparition of Nora. I'm I'm assuming it's not actually Nora. There was in Malice's realm, or it might have been because Nora is in Malice's realm, kind of right, because she's yeah, she's. I think Malice Malice took over Nora's body. Yeah, yeah. So then so Nora think, could uh, be there. Yeah. Okay. And so they're having a chat and they're talking and, and uh, you know, she's basically saying uh, you're you're always going to be a killer. You're always going to be a bad person. Uh, wouldn't you rather just like shed off that guilt and remorse and join me and just, you know, kill people and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, ultimately she rejects that. And that's what's able to allow uh, Ava to kind of bring her back. Uh, Sarah hears her in Malice's realm and is able to to kick the Malice habit as you as it were. Um so I, th- there, there's an interesting question that we're left with here uh, about the fate of. Uh, let me see. I got to look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually put this in the speculation section because, and okay. we can cut this this bit out. But uh, yeah. So, so let me let me see here. Uh, sorry, Facebook. <laughs> it's just Facebook. It's not just Facebook. These are our listeners. These are our people. There are four people out there watching us right now. And And we thank every one of you. Uh, And we're sorry. Yeah. Would you say that this is foreplay? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, we're trying to Mac dance break there. <laughs> so, so I, I do have some questions for you guys later on uh, in, in the speculation section about what this means, uh, Sarah's rejection of of uh, Nora's offer, but uh, we'll we'll get there later. So, um, so yeah, so so that kind of it's it's you know Sarah being the leader, being uh, one of the most capable fighters that they have. Uh, her being possessed by malice is a big deal, and 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 this was this was great because. Uh, you know, Wally is like, it's cool. I'm just going to go knock her out and uh, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. And so I, I was really kind of excited to see how they're going to nullify Wally because mm-hmm. this is going to be just like just like we had the theme of uh, how are they going to nullify Firestorm this episode and in season four, presuming we get one, which I'm guessing we will. Uh, it's going to be how are they going to nullify Wally? Because uh, speedsters are practically gods. They can do everything. It's just I mean, it, yeah, it, it's it's kind of difficult to write around when you have a god. So it'll be it'll be neat to see how they write around him in the future. But in this case, luckily, and you guys help me remember if this is something that they just MacGuffined or if this is something they've had in the past. I think they had it in the past. The anti speedster season gun? two. Season that two. was season two. It was yes. it was in Rip's uh, secret compartment where Barry's message was from the future. That's right. right. Barry told him to use it, right? Because because Amaya used it on uh, Thawne. Yes. Okay, that's right. That's right. I don't know how I forgot that. I I, I knew it sounded familiar, but I couldn't remember the the exact because we'd never seen it after that season. So no, we didn't uh, because we didn't need a because we didn't have a use for it because we didn't have a speedster until now. Yeah, right. well, that's definitely you know our MacGuffin of the week. Uh, one of them, at the least. Apple MacGuffin yeah. of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brought to you by Apple. <laughs> Please pay us, Apple. <laughs> Or just give us In stuff. Fact, I mean, whatever. I'm drinking Apple right now, Angry Orchard. Hey, there you go. I mean, I'm recording stuff on Apple. I'm using GarageBand right now. I have I'm, an Apple over here. I have an Apple <laughs> phone and watch. Uh, yeah. I have I mean, an Apple on. phone, watch, iPad, and MacBook. Oh, Sponsors. okay. There we go. <laughs> I mean, if you could look on my desk right now, it's pretty much all Apple stuff. But you can't because the camera's facing forward. So there's that. Right. It's facing uh, at the good part. It's facing at the good parts, not at the bad parts. That's true. That's true. I.e. the face and not the good desk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're just going to do stuff on our desks at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my gut. Yeah. Sorry. We, yeah, we, we can we can we can actually you know show our whole bodies at some point. That'll be fun. Do a stand up podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Wow, oh, that's the, that's beautiful. I got the buttons. Yeah. The plumage on that. It's plumage. Yeah, keep it in the DCU. We got Stephen Amell. Nice. Anyway, this is Belly TV Talk. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> by belly, the uh, food thing yes. that people do. I don't know. We all have bellies. Yes. Yeah. The three of us so, cannot ride on one elevator together. Yeah. <laughs> so back on task, we'll talk about Wally and the MacGuffin this episode, the speedster gun. Uh, obviously, Sarah knew about it. So Sarah knew about it. Malice knew about it. And it's still interesting to me that Wally didn't just like run around the the the, uh, the, ship? the ship really fast, find out where yeah. she was. Because I'm wondering, I, I guess I guess magic and speedsters can kind of, you know, 
one up one another. I would have loved to have seen a speedster like uh, uh, flash time kind of fight between the two. It would have been, but I think probably too much money. They're probably waiting for the finale. Well, which, yeah, yeah, too much money. I don't know why. But well, would have been less money than bringing Violet Bean. Well, that's true. <laughs> she didn't do much. Well, I think yeah. too. This was—I mean, this was a money-saving episode if you think about it. There wasn't really a location shot at all. Everything was studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it was—it was, for all intents and purposes, a bottle show. Uh, they're all on the ship. They're all in the time stream. Nobody's getting off the ship. There's no outside shot. Victor Garber isn't dying, even though he's not here. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And he's, it, it, and he's not, a, and he didn't go outside. That's true. Right. So, I mean, it, they save money there, but yeah, I, and and I think they have to nerf Wally a little bit somehow. And I think that if he goes forward in season four, and I haven't heard yet, um, I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to nerf him and, you know, and, and have his inexperience be the, uh, be the thing that kind of, that be his kryptonite really. And he's not going to always think about the best thing to do because he doesn't have a, you know, Eobard Thawne in his ear going, Barry, you should vibrate through the truck, you know, sort of thing. No, but he, but he does have, but he did have Barry teach him a lot of things. So like him, him being able to vibrate to through the door to open it up. That was, that was, Stuff uh, taught by Barry. You know what? Being able to vibrate like that didn't keep him Jesse. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, but she can vibrate too, so she can probably, yeah. like, you know, that, which is why she doesn't need Wally. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Try the veal. It's delicious. Uh, yes. <laughs> So so yeah, okay, that was bad. Uh, so well, let's talk a little bit more about uh, about about Violet Bean and, and Wally in here. And and so this this was uh, when she was coming on the show. I didn't know what context it was going to be, and it made perfect sense now because it's a malice apparition, and Malice trying to show you your fears. Uh, and and Wally was really messed up by this breakup. Uh, and and it seems to me like he found closure, but. Do you think he? Like, it looks like he took the breakup really, really bad. Do you think that was because it was done with a breakup cube and not in person, and that's just kind of like impersonal? I think so, because <laughs> it's better than that other cube. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it was really. Uh, she, she's a speedster. She could have gone through a breach and talked to him really fast and been broken up like that. But she had to bring a breakup cube, so I think that's that's the lowest of the low. Yeah. Well, but didn't but it, I, am I, I, I am I remembering correctly? Didn't they like make up? It doesn't seem no, like it at the end of this episode. Not at the end of the episode, no, but like went, in Flash. No, he went and talked to her, and they had the the uh, the you know closure. He called it closure. So, but okay. yeah, I, I yeah, I was thinking that too, right? So so he had a closure moment, and it, but th- this this moment that he had on the ship with Malice made. Uh, uh, Jesse seemed like a, like a like a huge bitch, you know. Yeah, like he's like I'm gonna well, fall in love sometime. It's not going to be with you, and it just seemed kind of like rewind that character progression that they had done with with Wally and uh, Jesse on the Flash. Did you mm-hmm. guys feel the same way? Yeah. Bit. Well, I think I think with her, I think really the big key thing is is that you know she was a she wasn't Sarah she or she was Sarah pretending to be Malice she, or she was Malice pretending to be Jesse. Yeah. And so, I mean, 
again, going back to Blackest Night, they did stuff like that. Like these these apparitions, these things would say the worst things to try to mm-hmm. get the most emotional response out of you. I'm now starting to wonder, and that could be a speculation as well. Is this Necron? Like, could this be? Oh my God, let this be a gateway to the Green Lantern Corps. But <laughs> you know, but I mean, in dealing with that, I. I felt it was just a waste because it wasn't her and we didn't see the real, like you didn't get the interaction. We didn't see the closure because she's not really there. She's not really Violet Bean. And I mean, his reaction, even if they had closure, even if he went there and they talked and, you know, and he's like, we're going to try to remain friends and blah, blah, blah. You never get over that first love. There's always that part where you're just like, you know, crap, man, my, my heart got crushed out of my chest and, you know, it's, it's tough. So, I mean, for that, the, the characterization rings true. They actually, you know, I mean, I'll call these guys to the mat a thousand times on Sunday, but they got something right for once. You know, I mean, that actually did feel true. Where I think it was a waste was bringing her here and not making her a real part of the story, not making it really her, yeah. not making it a real part of the story um, where they could have worked together. We could have seen that closure and then be like, you know, we really do work well together. I'm really glad you were in my life. Me too. And I got to get back to Earth too and, and my team. But, you know, drop I'm me a line. You know, like, yeah, like hope or something like that. Yeah. And, and it, you know, that would have been a better way to go, I think, than what this was. And I, I think that's what we all wanted to see with Violet was that, that context, you know, because we're having Wally makes us feel like we're going to get to see more Wally and get some kind of closure mm-hmm. on some of the stuff he had going. And I talked way too long. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So and Brittany uh, so, agrees with me, by the way, if you look at the top. So hey, there you go. Hey, That's we have a, a girl first. in the chat. This is awesome. A girl oh, agrees with Will. <laughs> wow. Oh, <excuse> me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I kind of agree. It, it, it didn't. Yes, it was malice. So it wasn't actually Jesse, but. I would have rather have seen if they're going to bring Violet Bean on the show, I'd rather them kind of like bring it. And like you said, we'll just have like a, like a, a sort of hope moment. where like, you know, okay, friend moment. I'm, I'm glad we're not mad at each other anymore and stuff like that or, or whatever. But, you know, obviously it was Malice trying to play tricks. And uh, in, in that case, I can kind of see Wally's reaction to it making sense um, because I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he acknowledged that he knew it was Malice when mm-hmm. she came right, out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, but but like the way he turned it as opposed to directing that towards Malice, he directed it towards Jesse, which is kind of weird. But uh, but you know whatever, we'll we'll see what happens with that in the future. Um, and so you know everything's going to hell. And so uh, Zari comes out with a plan to get the jump ship, decouple it from Gideon's mainframe, and just GTFO. Uh, so you know again they split up. Terrible move. She goes to uh, I guess what throw a wrench at Gideon. Yeah, something like that. Runs into uh, Sarah slash Malice, or should we say Mara or Salas? I like Salas. Salas. So do I. Salas. Yeah. So Salas shows up, and uh, they get into a fight, and here's, it's just going through my head the entire time they're fighting, is why isn't Zari just constantly doing wind totem crap and just blowing the crap out of... Uh, uh, out of Salas, like that's ultimately they needed a totem to defeat her in the end. Zari has a totem the whole time. That seemed kind of weird to me. Like it just didn't fit. Uh, and 
And yeah, go ahead, the last go ahead, time, the last time, uh, um, Zari touched Mollus, it hurt him. Yes. Yes. So why? So it's why didn't it hurt him this time? Is it because he was uh, controlling Sarah with the death totem, or was it just because that he's because of all these aber? Um, oh crap! It's not aberrations. <laughs> aberrations. It is aberrations. <laughs> Yeah, it's because yeah. of all these aberrations um, screwing up the Abba time. Aberrations. That's Abba what happens the <laughs> um, Is it because like he's got so much control of these aberrations that it's it just doesn't affect him anymore? Which I guess could go to speculation, but this is part of it. Yeah. I mean, well, well, I think, what did... I, I yeah. think she didn't do it because she didn't want to hurt Sarah. I think they're all acutely aware that it's Sarah's body. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you if you pelt Sarah 50 times against the bulkhead, you know, Malice could leave her, but she's still dead. So, no, you know, we could bring her back to life. Yeah, they know there's no more Lazarus pits, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> so we, we have Gideon. Right. True. But there's that there is that part, too, that I think, you know, where they did miss. And the, the part that I had a problem with is, yeah, exactly. Zari has this wind totem and out of all of them. She's the one who knows how to use it the best. She's had the most practice with it because Vixen doesn't have hers. She is now like the senior totem bearer on the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows the ins and outs of that totem, you know, no pun withstanding. Like, it just doesn't seem like, you know, she should have been the last one and they should have had the other totem. Like, but I think they had to get her out of the way too. You can't explain, yeah. like, why don't we have Mari use the totem now? You know, or sorry, damn it. Zarya and Maya is so stupid because you got Mari as her granddaughter, which makes you automatically want to say it. By the way, Zarya, Mario, Maya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all suck. No. <laughs> okay, the jack might be hitting me now. So hey, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest this episode now. <laughs> so, how do you really feel about Constantine? Yeah, right. Constantine is a. It's, he's bollocks. Art no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that? so it, it, that was that was kind of odd, and, and will I agree? Like it, it's, it, it was just weird to have her being the most experienced totem user, and they, I guess they had to find a way to push her aside. So yeah, they'll they'll I'm sure they'll position it as she didn't want to hurt Sarah. Um, so you know, whatever. But uh, in the in the meantime, you know, when when she's out, they have to find another totem bearer to fight the totem bearer, and so they they go to Nate and they try to get Nate to use the Earth totem. Uh, so you know he's running through the the ship alien style trying to find uh this totem he finds it nothing happens when he grabs it uh so here's my question on that one uh because immediately when the pirate queen uh it was put around her neck do you think maybe it didn't do anything because he didn't put around his neck or just because it's just not attuned with him and it's just we're just not going to see that until we need that in the plot (laughs) Second option, not going to need it until it's you know it works with the plot. But yeah, or I just don't think that he is quote unquote worthy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's say it's something like it. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say it's it's something like Thor with uh, Mjolnir. He's uh, Thor is worthy, or I guess now he's not worthy. Um, but yeah, it's something like it. You have to be worthy enough to uh, wear the totem. Or you, well, yeah. Well, didn't they say last week or the week before, whenever uh, Nora was getting her hands on on uh, on Amaya's totem, 
that the totem does, you know, it, you have to be able to use it. You, you know, there's there are characteristics that are required. Like the totem almost the chooses selfless the people act, in. right? Yeah, right. Well, for that one, but maybe you know, something else has to be done for the Earth totem. Maybe the totem, you know, the totem. I got the impression that the totem allows you to use it, and you know. It sounded to me like in some ways that the way I interpreted that was the totem rejected Nate. It said flat out, like, you know, I'm not for you. And I think, you know, I, I might have mentioned this before. I think it's meant to be for Ray. I think with Ray down, they just didn't, you know, I think we're going to have to see. I think we're going to see Ray with that totem. And I think yeah. that's how he's going to use it to save Nora, because I think he's going to save Nora Dark. And, you know, she's going to be his new girlfriend and he's going to ask her out on dates and there's going we to need be kissing cream in the park and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll hold hands even. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> you know, clutch the pearls. <laughs> Scandalous. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows if, if Nate will end up being a totem bearer? Uh, there's only six to go around, so I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. So speaking of totem bearers, they, they still need a totem bearer to help defeat Sarah and, uh, you know, raise out of commission because he exploded creating the fire totem, and so they're like, "All no, right, no, no, he he did not explode. It, that was not? Sarah. Sarah was the one who beat him up. Yeah, she beat I him just, up. I just figured, like, you know, there's a blast of it, energy from the fire totem creation. It's kind of it, it's first meant to think it's make you think that, but no, Sarah was the one that beat him up. Okay, I just assume she like caused a power surge in the lab to like blow it up, and then yeah. No, his his injuries were too too severe to be uh, explosion based. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think an explosion could do more damage than well, I don't know. It is a demon. I've never seen a demon inflicted injuries before, so it's not really in the physician's desk reference. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. I did not um okay okay well that makes sense then but uh but yeah still so they, they need somebody to to use this this fire totem and uh who makes more sense than the pyromaniac on board the ship uh no one <laughs> we all so, called this yeah this one we called every one of us did yeah, yeah every, every everybody on the freaking show called this yeah. uh or watch who watches the show called it but uh but yeah so nate's our new fire totem bear and and for not nate. sorry not nate, nate. Mick. uh yeah, nick mick Ah, my brain. Nick, not Nick. Uh, not the tumor. It's not the <laughs> tumor. As yeah, I so said Mick... on Twitter, Mick is our Bic lighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, the, the, he uses the totem. Uh, it accepts him. It allows him to use it. And uh, you, we see this like fiery sort of stuff glow in him. And uh, he's able to make fireballs. And the first thing that I thought of is like, this is cool. This is sort of a uh transition from the uh gun heat wave that we've had in the comics to like the new 52 heat wave where he can Mm -hmm. he's a meta and so there's that transition there because his gun was destroyed and uh by sarah but but granted he knows how to fix it uh because you know leonard told him to you know how to fix it but i'm wondering now if he'll if he'll if he's done with the gun you think we're gonna see mixed gun anymore i don't Um, know i just like the fact that he's so flaming now he's just (laughs) Mick, so hot right now. Yes, he's flaming. It's just, it's beautiful. Oh goodness. Mick can take a crap, wrap it in tin foil, put some fish hooks in it, and sell it to the Queen of England as earrings. Anyone? Ed, you went too far. Yeah, you Zoolander. Just, yeah. Uh, so hot. So hot right now. No, no, I refuse. <laughs> 
was good. You're welcome. But but yeah, so he is he is totally flaming now, and uh, uh, yeah, so you know he he absorbs this power and now he's shooting at Malice and they have a little like you know totem fight. Your classic Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm shoot the power exactly balls together I and then... <laughs> yeah. that's also what it's i think like... like i also thought like okay you know mick mick is mick is going to be strong this episode and defeat the bad guy but in the next episode he's going to be weak that's how it always plays out in these in these kind of uh oh i got the new power sort yeah. of thing and it's just not it's not gonna be because <laughs> the totem takes over right and he doesn't know what he's doing and then when he has to use the power Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like Nate, you know, when Nate, you know, he, he Nate's out and turns to steel, he was super awesome. The next time he tries to do it, he can't because he doesn't learned it yet. And so like, he's like, yeah, I got this. Don't worry. My steel powers. He's like, oh crap, I can't do steel stuff. So yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right, Kyle. I think that's going to be the, 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 you know, it's going to be an issue. He's going to have to learn how to use the totem and that's going to take some time. And, you know, yeah, he's probably not going to be right out the bat, uh, a useful totem bearer. Um, mm -hmm. But but yeah, it it is cool to, to see. So okay, let, let's let's go over our totem count now. So we have make us fire. We have uh, no one for Earth. We have air is Zari. We have uh, spirit is Nora. Mm -hmm. We have death, water. which I guess is Sarah. Yep, and then and then Kuwasa is water. Okay, so that's the six. So we have two bad guys and uh three good guys and one that is unaccounted for right or unclaimed i guess you could say okay um yeah, yeah. okay so so that that's our totem count for right now and, and and last but not least i want to talk about constantine this episode uh because i thought he was a joy to have and uh the mm -hmm. D, D references were awesome uh and there was a really neat little uh you know moment in there where malice summons up astrid and he's like astra Astra. <laughs> Astrid. Who was Astrid? Astrid was the. Was no Harry idea who Potter. Astrid is. Astra is the girl. Oh, Astrid, I think is from Preacher. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe Preacher, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So we have that uh, uh, the little interaction there between uh, Astra slash Malice and Constantine. And you think for a second, it's like, huh, you know, what's he going to do here in this situation? But you can kind of tell and like, you know, just knowing Constantine, he would never give a demon the upper hand or he knows too much to be tricked by a demon like that, mm -hmm. I think. And so it was just, you know, a, a ploy for him to try and, uh, you know, force the demon out of Sarah. I don't know why he just grab the death totem and just yank it off her neck. I mean, would, would that have done it? <laughs> it might be, but it also might be linked on a, on a non- I'm like, why can't I think of it? Like a wireless Level. connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's a Wi-Fi totem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think of it yeah. like that. But I, I really liked Constantine. Constantine's apartment was really weird. He was doing some kind of, you know, wedding ritual with a chicken and he mm -hmm. had a severed foot for some reason. Uh, that That's always curious to have severed body parts just laying around your apartment. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I liked him. I, th there's, you know, some heavy implication that he might be on for the next season, which we will talk about in depth later, but I, I wanted to get, I, I know, Will, you hate him and I know Kyle, you like him and I like him, I but I, I, I want to hear, you know, <laughs> well, what did you think about him this episode then? Will? like, uh, yay or nay. I thought he was fine. I thought it was great. I, I mean, it, again, I mean, it, I, I don't watch the show. I'm not a fan, but I mean, it, it, He's a lot better than, you know, 
Jax was without Stein sometimes. I mean, you know, I'm going to say that. Yeah. Thank you know, you and he's, yeah, I mean, it was overall, you know, and way better than Hawk Girl. Like, weeps and freaking bounds. Other than that, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in. So I almost forgot about Hawk Girl. Yeah, right. Right. Um, Hawks. Yeah. Well, Kyle, I mean, did did you like in this episode? I did. I love I love anything Constantine. I can't wait till he comes back in uh, three weeks for the finale. Yeah, yeah, and uh, hopefully season four, which we'll talk about later. Yep. But uh, yeah, the, you know, there there's that. That's pretty much. Oh wait, hold on. There's one more character that we need to talk about, and I think they probably have the most important role. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, I think they had probably the most important role of yep. all the legends this episode, and uh, that that was that was definitely Ray. Yep. Uh, Ray spent the first five minutes of the episode saying a couple words and then rebuilding a totem. And then was out of commission the entire episode. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he did some of his best work. Yeah, in this yeah. episode. And and thankfully, really, Gideon the, has the best acting he's done. Yeah. Oh yeah, yep. for sure, sure. Just Definitely. look like you got the crap beat out of you, and you know you'll sit in a chair and heal the whole time, which is yep. which is pretty awesome. They got they got the you know Gideon MacGuffin of uh, we just hook up an IV to you and it heals you know internal injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This non-invasive healing chair. That's pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, that, that pretty much gives us, you know, the rundown of all the characters and the uh, important bits and beats of this episode, which uh, we all agree was, was, was pretty good. Uh, and it's 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 leading us. There's a, several questions that we brought up in the discussion there. And so I think it's time for some speculation. It's time for speculation. All right, here we are. Time to speculate on this week's episode. Uh, I, I got this first one here, uh, and I, I didn't see Ross's article that's linked in the show notes here, so I'm going to let one of you guys take that. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> well what, is it, what does it say, Will? It's just that. Well, it just says, uh, and, and I read the article. Like I just put that up because he just put it up about an hour or so ago. Okay. Uh, it was positing that Gary might be Dr. Fate. And huh. then I read the article. And the article's kind of like, it's one of those, it's not so much clickbait, but this side of clickbait, where it's pretty much like, could be, (laughs) maybe. But there was nothing that said anything about Dr. Fate in this whole episode. There wasn't even the, wasn't even shown uh, the the helmet of uh, Naboo. Nothing. Yeah, which which that was shown, I guess, in episode one of uh, Constantine. Episode one of Constantine, yep. Yeah, yeah. So it is in the universe. It is in universe, which is which is interesting. But uh, yeah, you know, my general rule of thumb when I see articles that end in a question mark, it's like, is such and such such and such? The answer ninety nine percent of the time is no. (laughs) So, so so. uh, my speculation is no. (laughs) (laughs) I think I don't know. I think Gary. If anybody, he's malice. If he's anybody, so so because he did drop the article. Yeah. He well, he posted. He said too. He's like, I'm a level eight warlock. It's like, hmm. <laughs> and then I could see it at the end. He could be like, I told you, I was a level eight warlock. <laughs> that would be interesting. I think that would be interesting. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Don't think Gary's Doctor Fate, but we'll we'll post the article out. Let you guys decide. 
Um, and uh, our, our next little bit of information here has to deal with Sarah and her rejection of Nora's offer while in Malice's plane. Uh, she said, no, I cannot, you know, living a, a life without guilt and regret and pain is a terrible life. So I'm not going to do that. That's not me. And that ultimately was what allowed Ava to free her from Malice's realm. But the question that I have is, will that impact her ability to wield the death totem? Is, is that something that's going to be, uh, is that link broken now? Will she be a totem bearer? And does that mean we're going to need another person to wield the totem? Uh, since, I mean, it is Malice's totem. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think? I don't think so. I think I think she'll have a stronger bond with it, but not in a bad way. I think she'll she'll learn how to use it in order to defeat Malus. Interesting. Will, what do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't think they'll touch it until she does. Um I think that's gonna be the MacGuffin of the finale. In fact, I think they're gonna spend the next two episodes and repeatedly somebody's gonna say, like, we should use the death totem, and Sarah's gonna be like, Are you freaking nuts? Did you see what happened? I turned into Killer Frost. I even had the hair. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and it was you know, crazy. And I, I did a count. Yeah. Well, I did a count too. During the Twitter, I was, uh, I said she was at one point Killer Frost, Elektra, and Darth Vader. So, because she yeah. choked somebody with her. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she was choking uh, Constantine. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, really, I, I I have a feeling, you know, that I don't know if Apple wants to pay us the money now, but um, that's going to be our MacGuffin of the, the week and probably season finale is she's going to put it on as a way to capture him or something. She'll be like, this way I can interface with Malice and I will put it on and I, rah, you know, and yeah. So that's interesting. But we uh, won't touch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious. I, I think. They're going to avoid using it uh, since it is Malice's totem. I don't know if they'll need it to banish him uh, like like they did in the past because they they I think the other five joined up and banished him. So maybe that's something we'll, we'll see. But I'm curious, though, because like, Will, what you're saying about being <laughs> about it being the MacGuffin, I'm wondering if they put it if Sarah's going to put it on and they banish Sarah. And then that's like a way for her to exit the series if she wants to uh, for the next season. I don't know. I doubt they would get rid of her because she kind of, you know, kicks face butt and everybody likes her yeah she's the face mm -hmm. of the show so um i don't know so that that's probably a, a bet or maybe it's going to be one of the characters that they could get rid of wielding it for a second and be like oh you can banish me with malice it's cool nobody cares about me anyway ava ava there's there's millions of ava spoilers for next week's episode so okay. <laughs> you know yeah maybe they'll do that uh and our, our last little bit of, of speculation here is uh uh what we were talking about earlier could because there, there's been a lots of 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 darkest night allegory blackest here night. with the not darkest blackest darkest night, night is darkest night. batman blackest night <laughs> i know i know i keep screwing that up i do that all the time i've done it too before yeah yeah so there, there's a lot of blackest night allegory here with uh with the death totem and all the things that it's doing so could malice be necron thoughts um i mean it would be cool to have necron on the show but it because i mean he's He's voiced by John Noble, so it'd be you don't have to show John Noble. You can just you don't have, have to showble John Noble. Oh, GI Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I think it would be pretty cool to have Necron on the show, but I don't think you can have Necron without Green Lantern. I agree with that. As yeah. much as I would like it to be, and if this is how they introduce, they use the totems to introduce the emotional spectrum. Okay, now you've brought me back in. 
Well, they've already got the uh, emotion spectrum from season one of Flash. Yeah, right. Most of them just rage. Right. If they if they use this to bring it back, uh, you've got me. You know, take my money, even though I don't pay you, and you know, blah blah blah. Because I mean, everybody knows I wear a Green Lantern ring. I mean, there's a lantern behind me. You can't see it. I mean, lantern's my guy. Um, I'd love to see that. I mean. There is a lot of parallels between Malice and Necron. If he's not Necron, they read Blackest Night and are like, well, let's do this and let's do this and we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll have this fun, you know. And Brittany even or Steven says no GL, no Necron. So and yeah, I, I do. I have to. Agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be super cool if they were introducing that. Uh and and like we've mentioned before on the show, like if they decide to go a different direction with the show and maybe go, uh, you know, like a co- <clears throat> excuse me, a cosmic show where they investigate other parts of the DC universe, or uh, you know, as opposed to time, uh, maybe that would be an interesting way to introduce Green Lanterns. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know, man, probably not Necron. Would be neat to have that, you know, the, the whole emotional spectrum and and the, the lanterns on the show, but I, I doubt it. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, you know what? You know what time it is? I think it's time. time. No, it's 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 time for uh, my favorite portion of the show, and that is the ending. (laughs) That's my (laughs) second favorite. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's time for mix quote of the week. All right, we had lots this episode because Mick yeah, had a bunch of funny stuff to say. And so, Kyle, why don't you take it away? Who dressed me? <laughs> I'm not chasing a rusky pooch. I take one lousy nap. Number By moving my lips! <laughs> Number five. We're gonna need a bigger med bay. <laughs> Number six. You're down a leg, and you look like a cat stuck in a dryer. But I like <laughs> which cats. for me was the winner. I don't know. I liked. I liked by moving my lips. As how could you say that <laughs> by moving my lips? <laughs> it was just such a mick thing to say. <laughs> so my vote. My vote's uh, number four by moving my lips. Uh, Will you said number six? You're down a leg, like and you look like a cat six, stuck in yeah. a dryer. I'm sorry. By moving my lips wins. All right, all right. Well, we got our mixed quote of the week. Kyle, what is it? By moving my lips. <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, that is a mixed quote of the week. And uh, so yeah. Really quickly, it's... really quickly. Yes. Did anyone see Zari's shirt? No. It had it had the tiger, the, the, the tiger from Shazam on it. Oh, did it? Yep. Which was, like, a, which was a nice little, yeah. Hmm. And a nice little callback to Shazam. Aww. That's pretty cool. So yeah, that's it. I think that's time for news. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the little beep indicates that it is indeed time for news, and we got a couple things to talk about this uh, this time. And uh, first off, it's Constantine. So at the end of the episode, Constantine and Gary sit down with his D and D group, and they play. And it's heavily implied that uh, you know he's joining the group, quote unquote um and well, so that, it's a news release well, right no, right right but it's but also sarah said something about oh we should just make you a bet on the ship 
Yeah, yeah. Yes. They, 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 they keep dropping these hints, dropping these hints, dropping these hints. And of course, the news article came out before this episode aired uh, saying that, that he is officially a season four regular. So right. if they go to season four, of course. Yeah, right. if they get a season four, of course, which we, you know, we, it's, we it's up in the air, but I'm, I'm thinking it's pretty much guaranteed. This is one of their higher yeah. rated shows. Uh, it's got a lot of their talent, a lot of draw. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited. I, I've been wanting to see Constantine back on TV for a long time. And, and yeah. finally, uh, we'll get to do that. And maybe it'll make Legends a little bit more interesting uh, as far as the the types of, of villains and threats that they face. More supernatural stuff could be cool. Uh, maybe they'll shy away from time, uh, like we've talked about before. Uh, start doing other stuff there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, but, again, we still don't know if there's a season four, so who knows who's going to go on there. Uh, and uh, this this second one here, where is all this totem stuff Seems going? Like speculation not news that seems like that seems like speculation <laughs> well you know we'll save that for next week all right yeah because i'm sure we'll have a little bit more information on some totems by and then. then other than that i don't think uh i know let me pull it up really quickly talk amongst yourselves it does well, have to deal with the finale um it does have a um it does have a title and it does have a little um, synopsis that goes along with it. Now, this does come after the episode uh, guest starring John Noble, which does indeed guest star John Noble um, in two episodes. So John okay. Noble's going to be John Noble's going to be playing himself. Oh, good, interesting. Uh, but the the title of the season three finale is called "The Good, the Bad, and the Cuddly." Oh, Bebo. Bebo, Bebo. Bebo did make an appearance this episode, too. That's true on Gary's side. He Sox. did. Yeah. But um, so the, the the description is the legend's plan to vanquish Moss by using the totems doesn't go as planned, forcing Rip to improvise. The team finds itself regrouping in the Wild West where they run at their old pal, Jonah Hex. Sarah leaves Ray in charge of watching Damien Dark while she comes up with a new plan. Meanwhile, Amaya is determined to find a way to use the totems to destroy Malice. Wait, that's the season oh. finale? That's the season finale. Sorry. That is the so, season finale. So the season... Gonna... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say season three finale is the debuting on April 9th. It sounds like they're like they're cliffhangering this end of the season. Yeah. I don't think so. I hope they don't. It sounds like it, but it probably won't. Yeah. No. Interesting. We also, by the way, we do have a post from Ross. He did come back this week. All right. Excellent. So it said, possibly one of the best episodes of the series. I've always enjoyed Constantine's appearances in the Arrowverse. And to hear the news that he's going to be a regular in season four is fantastic. His scenes in this episode were funny. And Sarah's comparison with John and Sting comes from the Alan Moore run. Who created the character based on the artist from Swamp Thing? Desire to draw a character who looked like Sting the musician. Is that true? <laughs> I had no yeah, idea. That's, that's hilarious. That's true. Okay. I thought the visions the legends had were clever, and the cameos and appearances from Jesse, Commander Steel, and Black Canary, we never talked about Steel, uh, were mm-hmm. used very well. I agree with that. I miss Black Canary, Sarah's Black Canary. Um, to see Mick finally wield the fire totem was freaking awesome. I thought for a second he would have taken on the appearance of Heatwave from the New 52 series, but seeing him throw fireballs was just as good. I don't know about you guys, but seeing the Death Totem reminded me of the Black Lanterns. It makes me want to see a Green Lantern make an appearance on this show at some point. Ross and I are on the same wavelength. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think? With Constantine becoming a regular, I hope they decide to give him his own special effect on the show. What the hell does that mean? Uh, the chanting stuff. and eye rolling. Kind okay. Of, the, kind of like what they did with uh, Doctor Strange. Right. The chanting and eye rolling is all well and good, but I want to see the kind of effect the character used in the comics or on the Justice League dark animated movie, which I highly recommend if you're still not sure about the character, Will. I yes, did see Will. that movie and it didn't help. It didn't help? <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. It, was just, it is Matt Ryan it, voicing John Constantine. It was all right. It did. Listen, I'm not a magic guy. It's like, I am the sci fi. Speaking oh, of. What? Speaking of John Constantine and animated, depending on when this episode comes out, his his CW Seed uh, animated show will be starting or have has started. Uh, it premieres on Saturday. Ah, so we get more John Constantine. Yay! Excellent. Uh, hold on, I gotta make sure. Oh, it's YouTube. Thank you. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, all right. Well, uh, it looks like we're out of time, unfortunately. Tears. However, oh, if you want to keep thing. in touch with us, wait. I'm sorry. Another thing. So sorry. Oh, snap. So sorry. Uh, friend of the already show. over. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> it has. To, it kind of has to do with the email Ross's review sort of thing section. Um, if you go over to our um, our Facebook page or our Twitter, which we'll talk about in a moment, you'll see that a uh, friend of the show, Dave from Atomic Geekdom wrote a pretty good article about um, John Constantine joining the Legends next season. So just wanted to give Sweet. out a shameless plug to him. Oh, cool. So, all right. Well, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> now, now it looks That's like okay. we're out you of time. The, you engineered the trade that derailed the show. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just That's what I'm here for. <laughs> all right. So now it looks like we're out of time. But if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, here's how. You can follow the show on Twitter at Legends Talk TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Ring That Bell. Uh, you can follow me at Kyle Krause 89 and you can listen to me on the Atomic Geekin podcast. And you can follow me on the Twitters at WR Benson. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at legendstvtalk at gmail.com. We also created a Facebook page. Be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legends TV talk. And if you like this show, check out some of the other DC TV talk shows from the DC TV talk network, uh, Supergirl TV talk, Starkville labs, flash TV talk, the I zombie podcast and uh, Starkville's house of L Krypton. Oh, very cool. And while you're at it, check us out on iTunes and give us a review and we will read them on the show. And don't forget, you can download all the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel podcast player and in the Google Play store under the podcast section. And special thanks, as always, to Charlie Bach for making the music for our bumps and our outro music. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. As always, you stay classy, you idiots. Tomorrow, same bat time.